Chai Hi there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Hey, Allie. If I could go apple picking right now, out of all the apples, I'd still pick you as the best apple. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's officially fall. While we're recording, <laughs> it's been fall for you for a few minutes, but you know what that means? Apples! Woo-hoo. And and like everything pumpkin, but we're going to ignore that for now. So I'm super excited to dive into all the weird history associated with apple cider and a few extra random facts that I get to share with you. But before we get into that, how you brewing? I'm brewing uh, pretty good. I um. I just worked for 12 days in a row. Ew. Yeah. And this is my first day off. And I went to my first ever live football game. Yay. It was a college football game. And we won 53 to 3. Yeah. We kicked butt. (laughs) We did. And it was very exciting to be there in person for it. So I'm feeling pretty good. That's great. I'm so happy. You told me that you were finally going to see a football game. And I was like, yes, I hope they don't lose. Now I'm like, let's go to every football game. It's in our schedule somewhere to to actually get to go to one soon because I've missed it a lot. There will be a few more in the season that you're welcome to come up to. Whoop, whoop. I will. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also painted my nails. I was just about to say that they look really good. Thank you. They are white. They're very, very cute. I wanted something bright to distract myself. So They coincidentally matched the helmets today on the field. True. I also, um, when I got home, I made ramen to hold myself over. And then I was like, oh, since I'm planning on doing nothing tomorrow, I'm going to order pizza. So I ordered pizza from Domino's. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, usually Domino's has the nice fancy tracker. And right. it didn't want to load. It was just perpetually loading on my computer. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll load it on my phone. And it still did not load on my phone. But it said like half an hour estimate from ordering. So I ordered around 6.30. And it is currently 6.50. And... um I got my pizza. <laughs> That's what that was. That's what that was. Wait, so did you eat the ramen? I did. This is mostly for tomorrow. Okay. But also for an inevitable late night snack. So, so present you is looking out for future you. Precisely. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> turns out 30 minutes meant 15 minutes and contactless delivery meant he's going to hand it to me. So... <laughs> It's fine. Oops. I'm good. But you know, just we're just chilling today. We're just do we're rolling with the punches. So early pizza, football game, and did you happen to get one of the free things that Domino's gives you? Because that'd be great. No, uh, uh but I did have like seven beers on somebody else's tab at the game. So <laughs> I'm, I'm so proud of you. Ooh, and dipping dots. Heck yeah. Yeah, but those are on my card. But uh, listen, I've been craving dip and dots for like a week and a half. So I've been I'll craving be boba and uh very excited to have boba. I got boba mochi. Well, I have good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I got boba mochi and it's Ooh. delicious. 
That sounds good. Mm-hmm. 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 But anyway, how you brewing? I'm brewing pretty great. So since the last time we recorded, which has apparently been a little under a month, so I was like, has it really been a month already? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just before our last recording session, I had an interview with another position within my my company. So like mm-hmm. it would be a forward move for me instead of a lateral move in my actual field of degree, which is super exciting. But I was really afraid to talk about it because uh, I could have not gotten it. But since I'm talking about it, I got it. Yay! Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. So I am very excited to be starting. I get to start on the 12th, which is a Tuesday, which is odd. But here's the reasoning. She's not available on Monday. She's going to be out of town. So she was like, all right, well, I'm going to have you and this other person start on Tuesday. Instead, you'll go with your regular department and then you're going to officially transfer on Tuesday. And I said, okay, great. And then I realized that the following weekend, like the very weekend of that week, is a wedding that I'm supposed to be at in New Jersey. Whoops. So I uh, panicked and went to my current boss and I was like, hey, uh, I got a dilemma. And he was like, (laughs) what's wrong? And he's been so supportive of me through this whole thing. He literally came up to me and was like, you're going to leave us, aren't you? I was like, what? He was like, you are would do so much better somewhere else in this company. And you said it like at your interview that you wanted to go somewhere else. And I was like, well, I mean, maybe. But that's not the point. He's just been really awesome. He's always been looking out for me. So naturally, he said, what's wrong? And I said, so you know how they took like three weeks to get back on my interview? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, I was supposed to go to a wedding on the 16th and I don't know if it's wrong of me to ask her already if I can leave that Friday and Monday for a wedding and (laughs) he said well you've had it on my calendar for months hint hint wink wink so you're good to go I will text her and let her know and she sure enough forwarded the email saying sounds good no problem awesome so I get to go to the wedding (laughs) that's a relief (laughs) but i spent a solid three days oh and i just found out on this previous tuesday we're recording on a saturday so i found out the tuesday before this that i've had that i got the job and i've just been very very anxious and overwhelmed about the whole thing Mm. but mostly positive feelings i'm brewing i'm brewing pretty good that's good i'm brewing (laughs) in an upward trend oh and i almost forgot the day that I found out about the job was also my one year anniversary with my company. So it was just kind of appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, that is fitting. So yeah, that's how I'm brewing. Nice. That's good. Congrats. I'm very happy for you. So I have a quick fire question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you prefer homemade apple cider or store-bought apple cider or have you had homemade apple cider before? Um, what do you count a restaurant that made the apple cider in-house with rum? Because that's probably the do only you, time I've distinctly had apple cider. Do you think they... Really? Yeah. What? 
I, I'm not very big on apple cider. Not like I don't like it, but I just, if it's, if there are other options, I will probably choose the other option. Oh, you're one of those. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it usually when you get it places, it's very sweet and I can only have so much of it, you know? So one of my favorite things about growing up in Virginia is that we used to go to Williamsburg in the fall and in Virginia, the part of Virginia I'm from, which is Southern Virginia, but still able to have seasons, unlike here in South Carolina, like uh-huh. we have cold weather and leaves changing because there's a lot of um, deciduous trees that actually get to change color into those beautiful oranges and reds. Mm-hmm. Um, not as long as uh, up north north, but still long enough to have an actual fall. Right. And we would walk around Old Town Williamsburg, like Colonial, mm-hmm. and they had little vendors selling hot chocolate and apple cider. So I would get the apple cider from there and it'd be sickly sweet and little me loved it. And it was just, it's a good childhood memory. It's very comforting. Oh, That's part of the I reason think, I chose it. I think I've had it at Brookgreen Gardens once instead of hot chocolate one night when we were at like Night of a Thousand Candles or something. Mm-hmm. And then that the bar that we tried to take you to in Charleston called Carmilla's, <laughs> Camilla's, something like that, where they made a rum apple cider and it was very good. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't have a strong preference, I guess, is my answer because I don't have enough experience. Oh, well, so. I guess we'll uh, have to change that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to know, do you prefer homemade <laughs> apple cider or store-bought apple cider? Um... I'm actually not sure if I've had homemade apple cider before because it's just as easy to buy the jug and heat Mm -hmm. it up. So I have no idea if I've actually had homemade apple cider before. Today might be the first day. (laughs) All right. Well, let's do it. (laughs) Let's try some homemade apple cider. (laughs) Yes. Um, I guess I'll see how it goes without sweetener first. And I've already gone ahead and sweetened mine. I will inevitably add sweetener when I need it. So it smells like everything you would think fall would smell like. Mm-hmm. It's very, Can- very Yankee candle, <laughs> <laughs> cinnamony, clove, all spicy. Yeah. All right. You ready to dink? Yeah. Dink. dink. Oh, it's huh. a little sour. Okay. I do need a little bit of sugar, but it's not that bitter. The orange came through. Mm-hmm. I think next time I'll use a smaller orange. I only used half an orange, but I also only used five apples. Mm. So. And I specifically chose this recipe knowing that I hated every single spice going into <laughs> it. Well, do you hate cinnamon? You're right. I'm very picky about cinnamon. Yeah. I tolerate cinnamon in the correct proportions on certain things and when I feel like it. <laughs> it's very strange. <laughs> but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. There are times that I'm obsessed with it. There's days that I will inhale a cinnamon roll and then there's days that I look at a cinnamon roll and I'm like, ew, no. <laughs> I have made my decision. Mm-hmm. I like store-bought better. All right, that is fair. <laughs> <laughs> at least better than mine. Aw. I think it is the orange. Yours also was a little bit different than mine. True. So I ended up finding allspice berries last minute 
So I had all of the whole spices that I was supposed to. Yes. But Allie, you use something different, right? Instead of using whole allspice, because I could not find it, um, I used ground allspice. And instead of doing two teaspoons, I did a teaspoon and a half mm. or maybe a tablespoon. Whatever it was, I did one and a half instead of two. Do you think it was um, too strong or? No, I think the problem is that orange. Like I've, it tastes a whole lot like orange rind to me. Yes. Yeah. I think next time I'm either going to use a smaller orange or no orange. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think I'll just do apple. I think store-bought's a little bit different, but yeah. I don't hate this. I think it's cozy, but it's definitely not what I thought apple cider would be. Like, I wanted it to taste like the inside of an apple pie, and I'm just- Oh, no, that's not going to be it. <laughs> no, but that's what most apple cider tastes like to me. Not for me. I usually- Oh, you know what I wanted it to taste like? Mm. The caramel apple spice from Starbucks. I am not familiar. It is apple juice- caramel syrup and maybe cinnamon dolce Mm. it's very much apple pie and it's delicious i wanted that tartness of an apple with a little bit of sweet and the and the spices oh what apple did you use i used honey crisp Ooh, i used fuji Ah. (laughs) the recipe in all caps says do not use red delicious <laughs> i was it like intimidated me a little bit i was like put hands back okay <laughs> <laughs> all righty then i don't know what it had against red delicious i guess it's just not apple cider i guess maybe they um it breaks apart too easily because isn't it a little bit of a softer apple maybe oh that might be it it might get too mealy for the texture that you want or like it can't survive the 12 hours of mulling yeah but if you want to get anyway. technical, they shouldn't be used in apple cider anyway. And I'm going to tell you why. Oh? Oh, yeah. Would you? Do go on. <laughs> would you like to learn about a very strange history of apple cider? Always. And how it actually impacts <laughs> our presidents? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. You can only be president if you bob for apples in <laughs> apple cider. <laughs> All right, so let's let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Um, apple cider is typically a warm drink made from crushed apples and spices, and it's mm-hmm. served in the autumn time because that's when apples are most ripe, um, and they can be served a few different ways. However, it dates back so much farther than you would think. Oh, would you like to take a guess? On when ciders were first found. See, like, okay, so I guess because it has the cinnamon in it, I associate apple cider to some degree with, like, mead mm-hmm. and Vikings. Mm-hmm. Except I can't remember when Vikings <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, were Vikings in the 1600s? I don't know. When was England? England's been around a very long time. Before England, right? I'm pretty sure. They found Greenland, which was at the time Newfoundland. Uh Um, A newfound land, if you will. Yes, correct. The Vikings were (laughs) explorers, so I believe they reached Newfoundland before Christopher Columbus, if that helps. But Oh, that was 1492. I don't think that's going to help. 
I'm gonna say thirteen fifty. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing. You're right. wrong, but in the best way. Oh. <laughs> so while the exact date isn't known, it's widely accepted that historians have had apple trees growing on the banks of the Nile in 1300 BC. Perfect! That's what I meant! I'm only 2,600 years off. So, while yes, 1350 (laughs) BC. I didn't add my because before that. Oh, well. But yeah, they've been close. They've been, the trees themselves have been growing a very long time. And the first official account was in 55 BC when the Romans visited the British Isles. Okay. So the trees that were growing on the bank of the Nile were not specifically for like ciders or anything, but they definitely were apple trees. And the Egyptians were widely known for brewing. So there's a chance that they did, but they're not sure. There's no way to prove that. However, there is direct accounts in 55 BC when the Romans did visit. Oh. So if the Egyptians are known for brewing, can you brew like an Egyptian? That's the new title. (laughs) Forget cream and sugar and how you brew and we are exclusively brew like an Egyptian. (laughs) Oh, wait, you meant the episode. Yes. None of our show. The whole podcast. No. (laughs) No, no, I would not let it go. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Oh, we haven't said that in a minute. I know. It's definitely orange that's in my mouth. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to finish it. I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. It might be good iced. Ooh, mm-hmm. true. It might be good, like, mixed with something. Like a, a spritzer kind of situation. Ooh. Some um, some apple vodka or Ooh. or <gasps> caramel vodka. Moonshine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, the, the apple pie moonshine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. So the first solid uh, record of it is in the British Isles in 55 BC, where the locals were drinking it, but it was something similar to a cider made of apples. So it's not like what we know as apple cider, but it was extremely similar and definitely like close to what it should be. Right. Okay. Yeah. But once the drink really caught on, it just completely spread everywhere. It was Everyone was obsessed with it. Hmm. It went from the Roman Empire throughout all of Europe, spreading from the Germanic tribes to the Normans, who were conquered, conquering England in the 9th century. So this conquest brought apple orchards to England, and that is when the word cider entered the English language. Ah, okay. So when it wasn't called cider, it was a cider, more or less. Gotcha. During medieval times, cider making was an important industry. Mm-hmm. So monasteries sold vast quantities of their strong spice cider to the public. And farm laborers received cider as an allowance for their wages. So this, this stuff was money. 
<laughs> Pay me insider, please. Huh, yes, please. <laughs> and the quantity was increased during haymaking. Yeah. English cider making probably peaked around the mid-7th century, though, when almost every farm had its own apple orchard and press. Huh. So, like, that's a very crowded market. Yes, it was competitive, but it was also money, so maybe it was a little inflated. <laughs> it was both competitive and inflated. It's a complicated system. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not a finance major. <laughs> My money's better than yours, but also everybody's making their own money, so. Yeah, mom told me I had to make my own money. She didn't know it'd be like this. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know I'd bring it into existence. <laughs> BRB gonna go counterfeit some apples? <laughs> <laughs> this apple tastes a whole lot like a nectarine to me. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> the industry anyway. later uh, went into a decline, though, because of major agriculture changes. Ah, We're moving into a new era. Did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know? That the drink was so popular that it even made its way across the Atlantic with the colonists. So they brought, was it dandelion seeds? Yes. And apple cider? And apple cider. Fantastic. Forget cranberries and frogs. It's now (laughs) dandelion... Okay, so you know how in that group chat that we're in, uh, all the benefits of being a marine biologist? Yeah. In the same Facebook group, there is um, a trend during the fall that says, cranberries and frogs, it must be fall. All right. That's it. Is that is that why he has a frog in Over the Garden Wall? No. It it's out of context. Okay. There's nothing okay. about it. Okay. I don't maybe frogs are exclusive to fall and all the frogs in the summer are a lie. <laughs> Robot frogs. I <laughs> So when I joined this group chat thing on Facebook, I think it was right around fall, so I kind of just jumped into that. So uh, there may have been context before it, but it's definitely not there for me. And it's been right. going on for a couple of years. <laughs> So. Well, thank you for bringing me into it. You're and welcome. I feel a little more like I understand. Forget cranberries and frogs, dandelions and apples. It must be yes. fall. It must be. <laughs> anyway. Is that the dandelion? Yummo. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So during this time, beer was definitely the most popular drink in Europe. Uh, But the settlers making their way to America quickly learned that it was much easier to grow apples in the New England colonies than it was to grow wheat or barley, which is used for growing beer. Growing. Yeah, we grow beer. We grow beer. It's time (laughs) to go harvest my beer. (laughs) What else would you use it for? I don't know. (laughs) Anyways, the Midwest hadn't been conquered yet, so growing wheat and barley was extremely difficult during this time. So instead, the apples that they grew were excellently preserved. Ah. Not only that, but as they came over to the Americas, the water was kind of iffy. Ah. So, originally when they made this apple cider, it was alcoholic. Woohoo! Woo! 
Perfect. So it was a hard cider. Yes. This was more than likely a hard cider, um, as well as everything else we've talked to about up until this point, was probably a hard cider because water has always been an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And what do we do when we don't have water? Drink alcohol. Heck yeah. Because that's so much better for your body. I just got a chunk of apple. Mm. I didn't strain it well. I my chunkies. You did? I did. What are you going to do with it? I have no idea, but it seems like a waste of time. <laughs> so I just kept it. I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll make like an apple scone or something. I went, yoink. <laughs> it had all the seeds in there, so I was like, I'm not using this. Oh, see, I cut around my seeds. So. The picture I saw had seeds, but now that I think about it, it could have been the cloves or the allspice berries. I was mildly concerned about just leaking like minute amounts of cyanide into my cider. How many seeds do you have to eat to have cyanide poisoning? A lot. Is it like at least two cyanide pills worth? I know that. Really? Yes. Because in science class in high school, my boyfriend at the time said, um, Mr. Teacher, your tests make me want to take a cyanide pill, to which the teacher responded, Well, you would need to take at least two in order to die. So I guess that's cool. So that's good to know. That's a fact that I have. Should you ever need that? Side thought. In, uh, I was going to say Doctor Who and then Doctor Strange. Neither of those things. The other BC. Um, Sherlock. In Sherlock, when they have the cyanide pills, they only take one. Mm. Well. Plot twist. Maybe they're all allergic. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Oh. According to Serious Eats, Chris LaHolt whose expertise is in cider and beer. They even had a less alcoholic version for kids called Applekin. That's adorable. I took the liberty to look up this man and Applekin. I'll have you know that I could not find it anywhere. (laughs) Ah. So I think that they did research on this and then said, well, maybe the kids were drunk. I, I honestly couldn't find anything more than that, but I thought this was such an interesting poll and then couldn't find anything about it on the internet. Huh. So there's a little apple loophole. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fruit Loops, but a little different. Mm-hmm. I would also like to introduce, reintroduce someone that is famous that we didn't realize was involved in apple cider. Yeah. His name is... Johnny Appleseed Chapman. Is he at all related to Charlie Appleseed Chapman? <laughs> you know, actually, he is. Oh, really? No, I don't oh. know. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Anyways. Still, I didn't know Johnny Appleseed had a last name. I thought his last name was Appleseed. No, that was a nickname. His name is Johnny Chapman. Oh. Yeah. So he he was born in Massachusetts in 1774, and he lost his mother young and his father to the Revolutionary War. So during his adult time, he traveled ahead of pioneers. Uh, he was known for having a talent for knowing where they would settle and planted apple orchards for them. But huh. here's the kicker. They weren't regular apples. They were specifically cider apples, which are not as nice to eat, but they make excellent hard ciders. What a tease. (laughs) So this man would go trekking around the Midwest, like Ohio, 
kind of, and plant orchards knowing exactly where they would settle. And they would grow into trees. And then when the settlers came along, they would pick the cider apples and make hard cider out of them. I wonder if some if the pioneers got to a certain town and they were like, we should settle here. And then they're like, no, we can't. Johnny hasn't been here yet. <laughs> <laughs> we have no apples for the cider, so we can't. This is a chicken and egg situation we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> did they settle because of apples or did he plant because they'd settle? Who knows? To say? <laughs> the world will never know. But these apples um, are specifically called cider apples because they are extremely bitter when you bite into them. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get a little bit more into that later. Um, But they were not ingested (laughs) the way that you would eat a regular apple that we find in the grocery store today. That's fair. Which is why in the beginning I said maybe they weren't technically supposed to be in ciders at all because it's a specific type of apple that goes into ciders. It's like an exclusive club. Mm-hmm. Are you apple enough for the apple club? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to step up your apple game if you want to be part of this cider. Hey, apple. Hey, apple. <laughs> you know what that is? The annoying orange that's fl- ruined the flavor of this cider. True. Who? What comedian was it that had a bit about grapefruit? Huh? Or maybe it was tangerine. Some comedian I listened to talked about in a fruit salad you never add grapefruit because it, the grapefruit juices leak everywhere and it just makes everything taste like grapefruit that's what this orange is doing hmm, yeah yeah Great. i didn't know about that that's how my mom feels about melon yeah i i could see that i love melon i don't mind the essence of melon that remains though cucumber does the same thing yeah i have an issue with cucumber water because i'm like bleh. <laughs> 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 i'd rather just eat a cucumber <laughs> I would rather just avoid it altogether. <laughs> I'm good. I'm great. Um, no. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so in the years to follow, cider, uh, the popularity of cider slowly declined uh, as Johnny Appleseed populated the Midwest <laughs> because, as you know, uh, grain grows really well there, including barley and wheat. So, guess who made a rebound? Perfect. Yeah, it was beer. Beer came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the de- the demand for beer came back as Germans and Eastern Europeans settled the area. So, they knew what to expect and came in with the esper- expertise to make it. Well, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And no interest in making cider. Mm-mm. They're like, get that out of here. That's one we of got a- the beer. That's one of a few reasons why it declined. There's a couple more. (laughs) Oh? (laughs) In the more recent years, uh, cider has been making a huge comeback in the bars and households, though, around here. And part of that is just the rediscovery of the ease of making apple cider. Mm -hmm. It's it's just really easy. As you've seen, we literally left in a crock pot and (laughs) walked away. Yep. It's literally (laughs) get some fruit, cut up the fruit. Put it in water and let it sit for a while. Mm -hmm. And there you go. The water is now delicious. So most of the history that I have from this point on is specifically regarding American apple cider because it has a history of its own. Oh. So it made its way across, right? It rebelled (laughs) with us. (laughs) Yes. 
So when the English colonists first arrived in North America, they enthusiastically embraced wide ranges of fruits they found growing, from grapes to berries to to apples. (laughs) Unlike in England, though, however, edible apples were really hard to find. And the colonists quickly got to work on fixing that. And as early as 1623, they are planting cider apples in New England from imported seeds. And then apples flourished in the fertile soils in the friendly climate. And soon apples were a key part of most colonial farms and menus. So, you know how I told you that cider was used uh, in regards to our presidents? Mm -hmm. So, I want you to know that buying votes has gone all the way back to our very first president, Mr. George Ah, Washington. Perfect. However, this was when he was running for the Virginia House of Burgess. Okay. Because, you know, he wasn't really, he didn't really run for president. He was kind of appointed. They went, hey, you, you're president. Mm -hmm. But when he was running for the House of Burgess, the first time he ran, he lost by like 240 to something, like really, really badly. It's unfortunate. So the second time he ran, he was buying a lot of people ciders, alcoholic, and (laughs) essentially bought their votes and won. This happened again with Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. Essentially, people were using apple cider to buy votes <laughs> to get Perfect. their supporters. Perfect. Do you think that would work nowadays? You know, if someone who was running for president said, hey, let's go get a beer, I'd be like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll listen to you. If someone who was running for president today said, hey, let me buy you a white claw. Speak no more. <laughs> I mean, I it's might just, just one. I might just take the white claw and leave. <laughs> like, Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not that easily bought. Maybe no one's tried. <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know when I run for office. Uh, you will know because I will purchase you precisely one white claw. <laughs> They're expensive, and I have to get them around to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Vote for Allie. She has white claws. Yes, please. (laughs) So we now know that apple cider was used in colonial era for development. We know that it was used in politics in early development. Mm -hmm. Let's let's go back to um, the colonies because... They had a very big influence on the colonies. Lovely. I didn't. Why don't they teach us about this in history class? Apparently, you can't teach kids about alcohol. <laughs> but like, you don't have to say that it's alcohol. Just a drink. You could just say apple cider. No one yeah. said hard apple cider. Right. There's not the assumption is not there unless you present it. Mm-hmm. Any hoodle. Any hoodle. <laughs> Um, so once they had these apples just flourishing all over New England, the orchards were so bountiful that they ended up having more apples than they could eat. Ah. And they learned that by fermenting the hard, the apples into hard cider, that the colonists could create a tasty drink that would remain fresh and usable much longer than the raw fruits. So- 
part of it was out of necessity because electricity. And part of it was uh, because of uh, plentiful apples. <laughs> we had a surplus. Uh-oh. All apples. Oops. All apples. <laughs> <laughs> so apple cider actually had a key component in our economy because like i mentioned it was currency uh-huh so actual monetary actual money was really hard to come by in the colonies because we were a brand new baby country and uh daddy england wouldn't give us no money <laughs> daddy england <laughs> But there was plenty of hard cider to go around. Yeah, we'll we'll make our own. Mm -hmm. So in the absence of money, hard cider became as good as cash. Quite literally, as good as cash. Colonists would pay their bills with barrels of hard cider and worked out a barter arrangement centered around hard cider. I want you to imagine an economy in which when somebody pays you with money, you eat the money. Because, like, it doesn't say good forever, right? <laughs> well. And, like, when you're ready to spend money, you just make more money to give to somebody else to eat their your money. I guess you're only as rich as your orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what if that's where the saying that something is fruitful comes from? Maybe. Oh. But I think that's an older literature than that. Older than 1300 BC? I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible somewhere. That Hold involves on. Christ. This is before him. <laughs> now the Old Testament. Mm, you're right. There's a whole first part. Shh. Not everyone listens to that <laughs> there's, part. There's a whole other religion based on strictly that part. <laughs> but there's also a whole religion based on only when he was alive. <laughs> Middle English is what it says. Okay. Um Well, circa 1300. So oh. uh, maybe it's probably Who's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Anyways, anyway. So cider and Applejack, which is a hard cider that's been further fortified through freeze distillation, which I've heard works really well to make apple juice, um, were supposedly even used to pay construction crews that built some of the country's first roads. (laughs) We are walking in the in the footsteps of apples. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) My ideal kind of world. So. Our country wasn't exactly built on capitalism, but it definitely was built on consumerism. More like built on appitalism, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Nobody said capitalism. At least I don't think anybody said capitalism is restricted to currency type of currencies. Mm, you're right. I think bartering counts. Okay. As long as you barter with apple cider. (laughs) I'll trade you two goats for that barrel of apple cider. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Oh my god, with another goat you can make apple butter. Yeah! (laughs) 
delicious. Yum. I love apple butter. Me too. I should get some apple butter. So during the Battle of Concord, as the fighting fell to a lull, sides dropped back into a standoff and crazy man Elias Brown saw business opportunity. <laughs> War. What is it good for? The <laughs> so, Mr. Brown stood on both sides of the line selling hard cider to the, to the people in battle. For what? More cider? If cider is the currency. I don't know. <laughs> Can I trade you this better apple for your lesser apple so I can make it better apple? Betty bought some apples, but the <laughs> apple Betty bought was bitter. Because she put so orange Betty. in it. So Betty met Elias Brown. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. <laughs> anyway. American history is a little bit of a cluster. I'm sorry. I think it suits us. It's it's appropriate to the way we started, so it's just gonna it's just gonna stay like this. You want to hear something really weirdly specific about America? Well, good because we got a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> At one point in American history, apple cider was only a fermented alcoholic beverage, but the ability to brew beer year round, and because of the temperance movement, led to a little bit of a decline again. So the temperance movement was a religious movement and beer just grows, as we've discussed. So that made our time-sensitive apples a little bit harder to be convincing enough to be Uh. superior. Because if you can get beer year-round and only apple cider in the fall, unless you happen to have a surplus, someone's going to win. Definitely more alcohol. (laughs) Yeah. What else are you going to drink on your 4th of July mm-hmm. barbecue? It's true. On. Not at. On barbecue. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> sit on barbecue. Drinks. Beer. <laughs> Sits on the roof and overlooks the backyard barbecue. That sounds like a really good yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And many apple orchards were cut down or burned during Prohibition, uh, which forced oh. farmers to grow other crops curse you monsanto a little aggressive (laughs) (laughs) but even after prohibitions end uh cider orchards remained uh a little few and far between because the cost and work involved in planting new apple orchards was definitely not worth the limited demand for cider so in combination with everything else that's happening the the apple cider industry just kind of plummeted after that. Mm. And farmers who did stick to growing apples ended up switching to sweeter varieties, like the kind that we can find in stores uh, that can be used for baking or pressing fresh juice, like apple juice, and uh, were marketed as a healthy drink. So they switched to the red delicious that is forbidden from being made into a exactly. cider. Exactly. <laughs> I see. <laughs> That's why we can't use Red Delicious. It was the the quitters who decided to change their market. I know, Rude. right? However, 
Um, the fall tradition of pressing apples didn't die with prohibition, which is probably why American cider drinkers often consider any type of pressed apple juice to be cider, <laughs> even though it's unfermented. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops, not cider. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, ours currently is not alcoholic, so I guess we're wrong. Yeah, remember how Americans consider any type of pressed apple to be cider? Ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> I'm American! <laughs> this is the real qualifier. <laughs> so, I realized that we talked a lot about mostly hard ciders. But let's talk about hard ciders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, more specifically, I want to get into what an actual cider is versus a beer versus a wine. So I found a really good article talking about the differences between all of these things. Uh, so if you go to TriviaGenius.com. They have a really, really good article explaining it, but I'll give you a brief summary. There's definitely not cider beer. That is like, a lot of people will say cider beer. That is not technically correct because it's not a beer. And there is a really big difference between cider, beer, and wine. Uh, Ciders can be made from apples or pears. And feature typically infused fruit flavors like oranges, like we did. Okay. Wines are generally made from fermented grapes, with the exclusion being mead, which is a wine from water and honey specifically. Yes. So it's kind of, it, it, mead is a type of wine, but wine is not a type of cider. Got so it. far, so good? Yes, I'll okay. keep it up. And beers are made from starchy grains that are boiled, then fermented, and uh, create a whole bunch of different styles. Um, Mm -hmm. All three do go under fermentation, uh, but the processes are different, which mostly makes them what they are. And generally, wine has two to three times the alcohol content, or ABV, uh, than either beer or cider, which is comparable with about four to six percent. So, okay. right now when you get a hard cider, it's pretty darn strong, but wine is going to be upwards of like 8 to 9%. Yeah, wine typically has a much higher ABV. But I have a question for you. All right, so what happens if you take a hard cider <laughs> and make it a harder cider? Extra hard cider. It actually turns into something you know. Oh? It turns into apple cider vinegar. Oh. So apple cider vinegar is even more fermented apple cider. Can I get drunk off of apple cider vinegar? Would not recommend it. I think. But could I? I think it loses its alcoholic properties when it becomes vinegar. Um, Okay. Colonists discovered that by further fermenting apple cider, they could create apple cider vinegar, which became a crucial ingredient and colonial condiment. Kind of like you'd put oil and vinegar on a sandwich. Well, I wouldn't, but I have heard of other people doing it. So, But most importantly, uh, 
the vinegar created from hard cider allowed colonists to preserve vegetables through pickling. Pickling! Which allowed us to save things through the winter. And also pickles. Yay! (laughs) Now we can have Larry the pickled cucumber. (laughs) Larry had a few too many ciders. (laughs) Now he's a pickled cucumber. The alternate version they don't tell you about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got. <laughs> awesome. I didn't know it was nearly that complicated. I could have made this probably a three-day lecture if I went into the different types of pressing that you do for making apple cider. Oh, boy. Which one of them that we talked about was the freeze pressing. Uh-huh. And it's an excellent way to make really good, clear apple juice. Essentially, you stick an apple in the freezer and then let it completely freeze, stick it on the counter, let it completely thaw. So what you've done is you've broken the the cell structure. And when you squeeze it over a glass, you get apple juice. That's it. You know, I have an extra apple. I also have an extra apple. I might try that later. Let's try it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. But there's... If you go to... um, And, of course, all of this is going to be linked in the description. Um, If you go to nationalapplemuseum.com, there is an article called Apple Cider and More. And it has an extremely extensive history that i would have had to take a couple episodes to make and to teach and it's it's wild (laughs) oh boy (laughs) it's it's extremely crazy how much history is in apples it it relates to ben franklin randomly it relates to our presidents it it relates politics and currency and i didn't realize it had so much of a history shaping the united states and i'm sad that we didn't learn that in school yeah, I feel like we should, instead of playing uh, Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon, we should play Seven Degrees or Six Degrees of uh, Ben Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> How many things can you relate back to Ben Franklin? Mm-hmm. The answer is everything. <laughs> <laughs> so as we mentioned early in the episode, it this is coming out right around Halloween. So mm-hmm. to help us get our spoop on, I have a Halloween-themed quiz for us. Ooh. That's exciting. Allie. Yes. Everyone has a classic Halloween costume that matches their energy. Here's yours. Oh. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> so in order to find out what costume matches your energy, first you mm-hmm. have to pick decorations. What will you be putting in your room? Festive oh, signs, okay. leaves, candles, Pumpkins, spider webs, or lights? Definitely pumpkins. Okay. I had a feeling you're gonna pick it's, pumpkins. It's only September twenty fifth, and I almost have a pumpkin in every room. That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the Catholic version of Halloween where you have a cross in every room. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a pumpkin in every room. Yeah. I gotta buy a couple more, but then I'll have my bases covered. Sorry, Halloween counts as a religion now. <laughs> some people yes i yeah i would think so (laughs) so what decor will you be putting outside skeletons 
fog machines, candles, light up decorations, spider webs, or just pumpkins. <laughs> I actually, if I had the opportunity, I would put a fog machine out front. That'd be really cool. I think they're very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. It has an exclamation point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what kind of spooky treat do you want to make? Ooh, none of these are spooky. <laughs> cupcakes. Spooky cupcakes. I'm just going to add spooky in front of all of these. <laughs> spooky cupcakes. Spooky macarons. Spooky frosted cookies. Or spooky sugar cookies. Oh, wait. Sorry. I forgot there was more. Or spooky cake. Or <laughs> spooky pie. Oh, wait. Spooky pumpkin pie. <laughs> spooky pumpkin pie. Um, I will pr- personally, I have been wanting to make a cake for a while. So I'm going to say spooky cake. This spooky cake happens to be a Frankenstein pumpkin. Ooh. Very good choice. That is very spooky. Awesome. What I love the enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> what bag of candy will you buy to snack on until Halloween arrives? Forget the kids. Ah. This is for you. I did buy candy like two days ago. Oh, so. you're so cute. <laughs> well, so, oh, thanks. It was not Halloween themed candy. I just wanted candy. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you bought candy for the kids already. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, it's for me. <laughs> uh, the real kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So will you be uh, snacking on some Kit Kats? Hershey bars, Reese's cups, Starbursts, Skittles, or Twix? I'm going to have to go with Reese's cups because that was actually the first one that popped into my head before you started reading them. So I was like, if it pops up, I'm going with it. It's definitely my go-to snack. Yeah. Sweet! (laughs) Sweet! (laughs) What costume will you dress your pet in? What is Chadwick going to be wearing? Uh, All right, is he going to be the spoopy season? Is he going to be a ghost, a baby Yoda, a princess, (laughs) a bee? I want you to know that this one is, in fact, a black cat, a bat. Oh, okay. Or are you just going to disown him and say, I don't have a pet? He is going to be a bee. Okay. (laughs) Actually, well. If I could do anything, I would probably get him a little tiny cape and then get him to stick his little fangs out and make him look like a vampire kitty. But for now, he can Aww. be a bee. So where he's going to be a bee. a bee. He'd be the cutest little bee. He'd be the angriest little bee. He's so grumpy. <laughs> grumpy. He's, so <laughs> ah, he's a grumpy. That's cute. Grumpy. What activity do you plan on doing? Hayride. Pumpkin picking, apple picking, which we don't have around here. Yeah. But if you'd like to travel, we could do it. Um, Corn maze, costume party, or I'm looking, (laughs) I'm looking only looking forward. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't type this right. Nope. I'm going to, I'm going to say what they meant. (laughs) <laughs> I'm only looking forward to trick or treating. They straight up wrote, "I'm looking only look, I'm looking only looking forward to trick or treating." They're also degrading trick or treating. Like, oh, I'm only going trick or treating. Like, 
Right. Excuse you. First of all, what if a kid was taking this and they're like, uh, yeah, trick-or-treating is not cool anymore. Yeah. You could just ruin a whole childhood. You better watch your words. I don't care how old you are. If you show up at my door and say trick-or-treat or if you just look really nice and have like a bowl, I will give you whatever I find in my pantry, whether I have candy or not. <laughs> I will give you a can of garbanzo beans. <laughs> <laughs> if you come trick-or-treating, I'll hand you ramen if I have to. <laughs> How do you feel about a couple grains of rice? Because that's what I have available right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, what would you uh, like to do? <laughs> well, as far as I know, we are actually going to a costume party. So I feel like that's Ooh. fitting. So you know those pumpkins that you have? I do. What are you going to carve in your pumpkins? Spoopy faces, cute faces, bunny faces, animal faces, words, or I don't carve pumpkins with a period. Just a statement. I don't carve pumpkins. Oh. I had some attitude. Snap, snap, snap. Um, (laughs) I am going to carve probably a cute face. Aww. They are very cute. All right. Time to create a Halloween playlist. This is like your specialty. Is it? You you create some great playlists. Well, thank you. It's more I just happen to find music I like and then like, sure. (laughs) Like many of your talents, you've been able to subcategorize organizing into also music. I just need every, and by I mean every aspect of my life to be organized, including my Spotify. It's incredibly satisfying. <laughs> it's incredibly <laughs> satisfying to walk into your apartment. I say apartment, your condo, and it's just beautiful. Everything is in its place. I was watching a video, and they were talking about being organized, and you have to repeat to yourself everything has a home and no visitors allowed and i was like that's rude wait a minute that might work (laughs) yeah i am i'll have to send you a snapchat of my current recycling situation oh boy i have not made time to go to the dump oh boy so (laughs) what's the cover album for your playlist gonna be is it gonna be pumpkins moon not the moon just moon moon you take the moon and you take the moon you take the moon <laughs> haunted house a black cat <laughs> jack-o'-lanterns or candy it's gonna be a black cat it has to be a black cat. i already have my mouse there good good i'm glad you understood which of these songs will you put which of these songs will you listen to on repeat what's the point of the playlist oh it's probably it's on the halloween playlist probably oh okay all right right monster mash by bobby (laughs) boris pickett and the crypt kickers (laughs) thriller by michael jackson ghostbusters Uh by ray parker jr Uh this is halloween from the christmas the night the christmas before nightmare the nightmare before christmas (laughs) the nightmarish christmas (laughs) Spooky Scary Skeletons by Andrew Gold or oh. I Can't Choose. I like them all. 
poopy. Well, I was on like I was on board for thriller, but then you said this is Halloween. Like I jam hard to this is Halloween, so it's gonna have to be that one, I think. All right. Yeah, I can jam pretty hard to that, and I don't even like that movie. I am the one hiding under your bed. That is my favorite line. And eyes grow red. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And finally, who will you go trick or treating with? Friends, a parent or sibling, all by myself, my significant other, I'm not sure, or I won't go trick-or-treating. I mean, technically, if I'm at a costume party, I'm not going trick-or-treating. And if I did go trick-or-treating, it would be with my cousins who are of the age five and younger. Mm-hmm. Six and younger? Five and younger. Younger. But that's not an option here. So I guess I'll go with I'm not trick-or-treating. Oh. <laughs> it's all good. All right. <laughs> so. um, There's no way for me to read the description and not give it away because the first word in the description is also what it is. So. Right. Drum roll, please. You're... Your costume that matches your energy is a princess. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's an insult or not. I don't know. Princesses are very popular. And with such a diverse range of fictional ones, there are so many to dress up as. Like, like a princess, you're very caring and playful. And you have a sense of courage and a vivid imagination. Thank you, Buzzfeed. <laughs> can I can I call dibs on like is Cusco a Disney princess? Absolutely. Is Elizabeth Swan a Disney princess? No, she was a king. Huh? She was she was named King of the Pirate Elizabeth Swan from Pirates of the Caribbean. She was which oh, is she was named franchise. King. She was named King. I forgot about that. I haven't because I, I just rewatched the movies again. Um. Yeah, she never. She was never a princess. She just went straight to king. Yeah, princess. Lyanna. I think that's better. Yep. True. There are options. So yeah, you're a princess. Yeah. You're good. I'm going to zoom through it real quick and find out what I'm going to be because I'm kind of interested. Yeah. Um. What am I going to decorate with? I want to decorate with leaves because I'm obsessed with trees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, outside my house is going to be just pumpkins. Please. I like pumpkins. Uh, I'm making macarons because it's one of my current obsessions. I'm going to be snacking on Reese's Cups, Reese's Cups. Eat them up, <laughs> eat them up, eat them up. Oh, what am I going to dress to loose as... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make Toulouse a ghost. Oh, he'd be the cutest ghost. I'm scrolling through um, just so I can catch up on the pictures too. Oh, you're good. What am I gonna be doing? I guess I'm also gonna be going to a costume party because I get a little anxious in corn mazes. Believe it or not. Hey, I also get anxious in corn mazes, but I also have another <laughs> one since I was like seven. Yeah, that's fair. What am I gonna carve into a pumpkin? Uh, I usually carve logos. Like, I did the Saints logo one time. 
Hmm. I might do an I animal I did face. the um the full on Cinderella princess um carriage one time, which was ironic because it was the carriage on a pumpkin. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Pumpkinception. Ha. <laughs> I am also going to put a black cat on my cover album because I love my kitty. Um, mine is going to be Spooky Scary Skeleton because I jam way too hard to that one. <laughs> spooky um, Scary Skeleton. I'm going to go trick-or-treating with Mike. <laughs> I'm going to make him go <laughs> trick-or-treating. Oh, my God. What did you get? I'm a cat. <laughs> Perfect. Cat, Perfect. Cats are hot. <laughs> cats are so cute. It's no wonder they're a popular Halloween costume. Like a cat, you have a gentle personality and can be sly in your actions. Oh. You're always curious. Oh, ca- you're always cautious and thoughtful in everything you do. That was also kind of backhanded. Mm-hmm. Thanks, BuzzFeed. <laughs> Anyways, I'm a cat. You you're a princess. A... Does yeah. that mean I'm your your familiar or your sidekick? Yeah. Yay, we're a Disney film. You could be my Gus Gus, but like a little <gasps> bit more intelligent than Gus Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just fat and I like food. <laughs> <laughs> Same. That's the identity of our entire royal household. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's That's all I have. Awesome. Well, we have resolved what we're wearing to the costume party. Excellent. Yes. (laughs) So, I guess before we close this out, uh, Allie, what's next? Um, Well, now that it is 8, 11 p.m. on a Saturday night, (laughs) we're going to go make some matcha. (laughs) Woo! I I guess this turned into a midnight session. (laughs) Oh, yes. We're going to go make some matcha, <laughs> talk about matcha, and then not sleep all night long. And Yay. get ready to build up the excitement for imagining how much I'm not going to like this because I hate matcha. So yep. it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. I did let her pick the recipe, though, in the hopes I could convince her to like it. So we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Join us next week. <laughs> So I just want to say thanks to everyone for trying to follow along this weird story. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to American history again. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But like the cool version. We're the the cool younger cousin that has less rules than your mom. So we tell you how to do all the wrong things. Less rules than daddy England. (laughs) (laughs) who didn't give us no money so we gave you apples (laughs) (laughs) but really bitter ones that you have to make into a drink first Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. that's appropriate (laughs) yeah yeah but as always all of our sources are going to be in the episode notes that'll include the research sources the quiz and the recipe that we used for the apple cider yeah uh, you can also find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com. That's webrewgood.podbean.com. Or on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcasts. You can also find us on our social medias on Facebook, Instagram, and TikToks at webrewgood. 
Or you can just send us an email just saying, hey, tell us what you're going to be for Halloween. Give us some ideas. Yeah. Or um, tell me what I messed up because history is complicated. Tell us what you are going to dress your guinea pig as for Halloween. Yes. What is your <laughs> guinea pig wearing so that it when it when it goes trick-or-treating, it can go, have you heard about the podcast? <laughs> I'm going to live for seven years and tell everybody about this podcast. <laughs> but make sure, especially tonight, that your guinea pig does not break any mirrors because those seven precious years will be all bad luck oh no i didn't consider that <laughs> guinea pigs <laughs> guinea pig breaks mirror like well all right i guess i'm done or better yet i will send out a drawing my best drawing i didn't say it's good but my best <laughs> drawing of anyone who sends a pumpkin carved with a guinea pig yes yes happy halloween y'all this is our first contest <laughs> i guess <laughs> yep as of right now what do you win pride and a drawing of a maybe poor guinea pig yep. <laughs> we'll send you we'll send you something guinea pig related yeah 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 We'll send you a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, stay, stay beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. I like that one. <laughs>